We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order, cashback guru, low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or a grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. This is, I might actually sit this slate out. Yeah. <laughs> That's wow. It. If Skyler sits it slate out, you know it's bad. I, Skyler literally, Skyler plays one game uh, Brasileiro slates on play the six. This is the Fantasy Soccer Podcast from Rotowire.com, your premier source for fantasy sports. For player news, projections, DFS lineup optimizers, and more, please visit Rotowire.com slash soccer. And now, here are Andrew Laird, Skylar Redpath, and J.D. Basso. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. My name is Andrew Laird, Senior Soccer Editor of Rotowire.com. Back after being um, perfectly replaced by Skylar Redpath and J.D. Basso last week. Guys, I apologize if I'm going to come back and kind of ruin your mojo because last week's show was pretty damn good. Thanks. It was pretty long, though. That's, I mean, the one thing we we do struggle with is we always run too long. Yeah, I think you kind of help move things along throughout the pod, and JD and I just, you know, we we tend to to go on a little bit. Um, so definitely happy to have you back. <laughs> whether whether it's long or not, the information's always great. So I don't think anybody I, you'd rather have like good long information than bad short information. I think. 
Or maybe not. So. What do I know? Anyway, we are taping this Thursday night. Uh, it is uh, 58 minutes and 30 seconds into the New York City FC Minnesota match, or only 58 minutes and five seconds if you're Skyler who's streaming it. Um, but we've got 2-1 now, New York City FC. We, Skyler, did you captain David Villa this week? Yes, Captain Villa. Um, I do have Cayennes in the back, too, so I got a goal from him. I'm excited about that. I've mm-hmm. got Jack Harrison coming off my bench as a wild card, so I'm going to leave that in place. So I'm, I'm feeling pretty good right now. I could use some something from Villa, though, here to close out the, the game. He's done absolutely nothing. J.D., I know you captained him as well. I have yet to talk to somebody who captained anybody else. So at this point, whoever captains somebody else is, seems to have a leg up on us, but... Um, we obviously, we're going to try to make this more of a DFS podcast, obviously, since FMLS is already well underway, but let's jump into Friday's game, at least for the few people who may be able to play it. It's RSL at home against Orlando. Uh, Kyle Laren is allowed to be back. I'm not sure he's going to be back specifically. Um, but RSL has most of their guys available. Uh, JD, you've been rather negative on rsl this year are you feeling any more are you are you still negative or do you like them on friday against orlando i'm mostly negative but i think <laughs> i'd favor i'd favor them to win this game because orlando's been really bad too yeah and now they're not going to have matias prez garcia whose contract ran out at the end of june i guess he technically could play on that last day um, but they're just they're shipping him out they couldn't come to terms on a, a new contract agreement so uh, traveling to Rio Tinto, there's some um, some altitude things to think about there. Kaká isn't fit like on any field, let alone one at altitude. So I don't know how the whole thing's going to play out, but I think the energy of RSL, I think this is a, a game where Mike Pecky is going to get his guys pumped up to go play. And um, It's also Jason Kreiss, is, uh, he's going back now that mm-hmm. he coaches Orlando City, a little bit of a re- revenge factor. So we'll have to see. It's it's two bad teams. If you go to who scored and you sort the standings by form, they're in, at the bottom of their respective conferences oh, over the last six games. Um, RSL has a negative eight goal differential in the last six games, which is impressive. That is. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Impressively bad. Um, Orlando's just minus three, so... Um, yeah, both teams are pretty bad, but Rusnak is back. I think he's missed probably two games. He was at the U21 um, UEFA, ch- Euros. whatever you call them. Euros. U21 Euros. Yep. U21 Euros. Um, so they they did okay, Slovakia, his team, but he's back. Um, that should help them for sure. But both both teams just are weak. Mm-hmm. Plata has been playing really well. Um hat tip to Skyler on that one. Yep, I was just so, about to bring him up because of Skyler. Skyler, you still like yeah, him? Yeah, you can go ahead. I do like him. I liked him before we saw David Akam rip Orlando City to shreds over the weekend, and I like him a little bit more um, going into this one just after seeing that. I'm not comparing Salt Lake to Chicago, um, but Orlando's had a pretty rough schedule the past week, and I don't I mean, I feel like Salt Lake might have the upper hand here. Um, just, I don't know, it feels like Orlando's kind of in a funk right now, and it feels like uh might be a spot for Salt Lake to take advantage. So I'm a little bit, I guess, not uh, hesitant to play Plata, but I feel like Roos not coming back does diminish his value a little bit. 
uh, maybe on set pieces, that kind of thing. Like Plata's crossing numbers have been pretty high recently, and I think that that's mostly because Rusnak's been out of the mix. But um, they'll probably split those duties now, so might um, you know might kind of uh, nip at each other's fantasy value, I guess you could say. So I don't know. I like both of them. For that, for this slate, and I actually like if he gets the start. I like uh, Mofsisian is kind of a sleeper play. Whoa! I mean, he's kind of he's priced pretty pretty low for compared to even like guys like uh, I think Savarino is priced higher than him, maybe or right around the same price. I think Savarino might have a little bit of a higher floor, but Mofsisian's that kind of guy. I think he's gonna break out with a two goal game or something here soon. Wow. Just a gut feeling, nothing to really go off of. I mean, he's been <laughs> getting some he, he's been getting some minutes and he's kind of just voices frustration about not playing, so you know, when you're in that spot, you're going to have to produce in order to keep getting minutes. So, I guess that might be kind of somewhat of my approach to that. The Mavsisian whisper doesn't have as much of a ring as the Wando whisper does. <laughs> oh well. It's also a lot harder to figure out when he's going to score because he sucks. <laughs> All right, I think we know where JD stands. Um, <laughs> anything else on this game? Let me refresh. No, actually, before we're we, good. I, I, we're not quite good. Skyler, Carlos Rivas. <laughs> uh, I think he's out, right? Yeah, doubtful, but you know. <laughs> I think he's out. No Rivas oh, for he? me. Oh, I, right. I thought he was questionable. He might be questionable. He might be questionable. I'd say maybe uh, I'd think about Savarino before I'd think about Rivas. Okay. All right. Couldn't be a podcast without getting a Rivas uh, opinion on there. So let's jump into Saturday. Uh, DraftKings split the uh, seven games into two slates. We've got um, five games in the first. Uh, four of the games kick off at 7 o'clock Eastern, and then the fifth one is 7.30 Eastern. So we get to see all of the lineups uh, before lock, which really doesn't happen that much. And then the late slate is a two-gamer, 9 o'clock and 10.30. We, we'll get to them in a minute. But... Uh, this first game I'd like to talk about is Chicago home against Vancouver, mostly because at the beginning of the week we were all very high on Chicago, and then they played 120 minutes uh, against Cincinnati in the U.S. Open Cup, including uh, Nemanja Nikolic and Bastian Schweinsteiger both going all 120. Schweinsteiger was the only one to convert his penalty. Do you guys have worries about Chicago now, or do you think they'll be able to handle it on the uh, short turnaround? Well, I don't think uh, those two are going to start, Yeah, I would have to say. I don't know why you would start them. Um, really? Home against Vancouver? Or you just mean after the 120? Yeah, after the 120. Oh, okay. I don't know why you would start them. Um, Schweine, maybe he just wants to play in front of the home crowd, and they know he's a big draw. So I would think more likely he'll be a substitute. And Nikolic, I would probably think... Uh, the same thing. There's no reason to go throw them in and tire them out for a kind of meaningless game. But it's interesting because Chicago and Toronto are two teams that are averaging two points or better per match um, in the standings. And I don't think any team's ever finished with over two points per per match. Really? I, I could be wrong. Don't quote me. We'll have to look it up. But, I mean, they're both, like, really, really good numbers for rel- relative to what the other top teams usually do. So, um they're having pretty good seasons, and 
maybe Chicago really wants to keep making a run for it. I don't know. I guess it all depends how, how those guys feel, but I'm not going to bank on them starting when I'm kind of building my preliminary lineups. Um, Schweine's not a guy I usually use that much anyway, to be honest. Yeah. So, and now that we have all these people that we can play at midfield slash forward, um, Nikolic is, he's still up there in terms of forward consideration, but he's not a lock like he, he might have been on some slates. Mm-hmm. So, Chicago is definitely the better team, but Vancouver is kind of a, an energetic and fairly organized team. They just kind of lack the polish. So, um, I think I would, I wouldn't necessarily shy away from Vancouver too much. I was going to say, Skyler, are you going all in on Breck Shea? <laughs> not Breck Shea, man. Uh, oh, okay. I thought I thought you were going to throw Teixeira out there because he's been really hot. He's been pretty much in my lineup the past few weeks, and he's probably going to be in it again, even though it is against the fire. Uh, definitely going to be playing on that 120-minute uh, uh, factor that they're just coming off of. It threw me off on the season-long MLS fantasy. I definitely was on Nikolic. Um, before that happened, I think the only guy I ended up with from the fire was uh, Yao Mira mm-hmm. on the back line. So um, I don't know. I think Teixeira's still a guy that I'm I'm looking at. He's just he's getting the crosses in he's taking shots scoring goals so it's just going to be hard to avoid him breck shea is actually a midfielder now on DraftKings. Oh, i'm definitely not playing him so, now yeah, he's basically dead <laughs> 4300 midfielder um all right yeah you uh i believe video game numbers were the description you used for takara who's been yeah he's just he's been awesome um yes 31 points in back-to-back games jeez uh, his crossing numbers of the last three, he had 13 last game, 18 before that, and 10 before that. So it just it's so hard to ignore a guy that's doing that kind of thing, and he really doesn't have anybody that's going to step in and take that kind of set-piece duty away from him until Bolaños gets back. But I think Bolaños is about to depart for the Gold Cup, Yep, if I'm not mistaken. so I believe so. Still- Still like the play a lot. I mean, he's still priced. His price isn't going uh, through the roof or anything like that. So um, he's going to be a guy that I'll be targeting on this slate. Okay. So, Skylar, who, who do you think is going to start on the uh, the left wing since Akam is out and Arturo Alvarez played uh, 120 minutes? He's 32 years old. I don't think he's going to get a start again. So are we thinking like a Daniel Johnson might uh, kind of get up in there or – Maybe Selignac? I don't know. Yeah, I think Selignac would probably be the first choice. but um, He's not much of a winger is the problem, and yeah, neither he's... is Gino and neither is Deleu. So they kind of yeah. – Deleu and Selignac are more of like a second striker type of deal, kind of sits back off of Nikolic. So right. maybe they just play a super narrow formation, or maybe they do try and give uh, – I guess they could play five in the back too if they really wanted to. Yeah be interesting to see how it shakes out i just i don't know how it's gonna play into vancouver's hands though i mean i still feel like chicago is gonna have a pretty stout team you know even if their top options aren't out there so right i they're they're very well coached and now they have a little bit of depth so i still favor chicago as well it seems tough to believe in chicago if they really don't start schweinsteiger nikolic and Akam though but. I mean, Deleu and Seleniak have been having very good years. Janino uh, is still an excellent player. And mm-hmm. then you have 
your back your back line that's been doing pretty well. Yeah, you got some good young. I mean, Daniel Johnson is a a heck of a midfielder, the rookie for them. Um, he had some bright moments in the preseason, and I think he's gotten some action. He's looked fairly good, so. I think he could kind of slot right in there. Maybe they do like a five-three-two type of deal. Mm-hmm. You you have Polster, Daniel Johnson, and maybe uh, I guess Janino. Polster, Johnson, Janino, right. kind of defensive midfield. Then you have Nikolic and uh, Seliniak probably since he didn't start the U.S. Open Cup. I should have added Dax to that list of guys missing, which is obviously why Janino's playing. Yeah, I guess that that convinces me a little more. I saw some stat that I almost couldn't believe it at first. I thought it was that since Polster took over at right back, they'd scored 18 goals and allowed three, which is pretty good. That is pretty good. (laughs) Um, All right, let's jump in to the next game, at least on my list, which is Toronto at Dallas. I was chatting with uh, Skyler earlier earlier today that he wanted to get Javinko into his FMLS lineup, which I was surprised to hear since they're playing at Dallas, and I tend to shy away from Dallas play, or playing against Dallas, even with uh, uh, Zimmerman and Hedges out. Scott, did you end up doing the Javinko call? I did. I, I jammed them in there. Uh, kind of felt like it was, as weird as it sounds, like a little bit of a differential play mm-hmm. this round. I don't feel like many, I think a lot of players probably do have that same mentality like you have, and I don't blame them, but I just kind of feel like this Dallas team, I mean, they've got some, you were talking about Chicago's depth, they've got some depth for sure, but Javinko still seems like that that type of player that you can just count on to come through with a goal or an assist. I mean, he's had one in the past couple of games. Granted, it's been against New England and D.C. He hasn't gone crazy or anything like that, but he's just so consistent. Um, I wanted to get somebody like that up top in my lineup, so he felt like the right play with Dallas missing a few pieces in the back. Makes sense. Um, and for DraftKings, what do you guys think? That's a tough call. He's really expensive for what he's been bringing to the table, DraftKings was. 21 points for 12000 bucks just really isn't cutting up. My gosh, it sounds like JD. Well, <laughs> you know what? I also have him in FMLS this week, wow. and... I also know that he completely destroyed Montreal in the Canadian yeah, Championship. And um, if that game was scored on DraftKings, he would have certainly justified his price. <laughs> right. Yeah, not saying that he's not capable for sure, because we all know he's capable of those 50-point outbursts. But you know. The weird thing is, this slate, they it has a lot of big names, but it doesn't have a lot of guys that I'm like, dead set on owning so Javinko could certainly make it into my lineup yeah i mean <clears throat> just looking we just at talked you. the first game we didn't really like love anyone right unless we can find like a cheap guy to throw in there skylar was pretty big on takara okay well i i'm not necessarily huge on him he's 7600 on the road against one of the best teams um you threw out that 18 and 3 um goal differential Hey, he had but, a 31-point game against Dallas a couple yeah, games ago. Sure, I don't hate him, but then you have a Valeria, Jamaili, we're going to get to Iguain, Almarone, all those guys above him. But none of those guys super stand out. I think Jamaili is probably my guy that, that sticks out the most for the value, but at the same time, Piotti's not in, so who knows what's going to happen there. Um, 
Mario Diaz, if he starts, you got him. I don't know. It's it's a tough slate. A lot of big names, but no one that I really love that much. So Javinko is a guy that could he could certainly fit into my lineup pretty nicely. I think, mm-hmm. especially with these U.S. Open Cup value plays, you're going to probably get some guys that are cheap that we can throw in there, and um, that opens some salary up, obviously. Okay. What do you think about Mauro Diaz since you brought him up? I mean, he's been playing really well, right? Pretty. How well. long did How Pretty. long did he go? How long did he go yesterday? Or um, it went like sixty-five or something. Was it two? It was actually two days, two ago, days ago, which ago, helps. Yeah. Yep, and he played sixty something over the weekend. Actually, I think it was Friday that they played, right? They've actually when they played Houston, I think that was Friday night. Yeah, I think I think you're right. So he's played like sixty-ish the last two games. Right. Yeah, he's probably going to start then. And Toronto's more tired than Dallas are, so I I kind of like it actually. This is like as cheap as we're going to get him right. all season. Yep. Um. He's definitely not a guy that I'm like going to every week though. At this point, I need to kind of see him get back to to true form. Mm-hmm. Okay, that makes sense. Skyler, how do you feel it's, about anybody else from Dallas or Toronto that's not Nate Morrow or Javinko? I think uh, you've got to consider Rudy. I mean, he's having a great season. He's scoring goals. Um, his price isn't to where I'm super excited about, but you've got to at least consider him. Um, besides that, I guess from Toronto... Victor Vasquez is pretty pretty reasonably priced at 6800 Yeah, I was looking at that when I saw Morrow at 73 when I could also have Vasquez at 68 Right, and, and there for me, I'd probably go with Diaz too. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Vasquez. He's definitely added another dynamic to Toronto. Um, I just I feel like Diaz might be that guy that, that has maybe a safer floor. I don't mm-hmm. know. And maybe even a higher ceiling than Vasquez too. So okay. I think uh, maybe Juvinko playing alongside Vasquez might hurt his value a little bit. There's not really anybody. I mean, I guess or Rudy, but not really anybody else. I feel like eats into Diaz's value as much. I'm so glad we get to see lineups before this game because I have a, a strong feeling there's going to be some rotation. Yeah, we'll probably like get some... some value in the back for for Dallas. Toronto. Yeah, I think it's when I say uh, rotation. I think there's like almost going to be one of those mutual agreements where the coaches are like, "Yeah, we both have really good teams that are in comfortable spots, so let's throw out some young guys." Right. Well, Toronto's got to replace Justin Morrow too, right? Right, and Raheem Edwards is yep. um, with Canada, I believe. Yep. Right. Yeah. Not that. So we Marco probably... Delgado most likely is gonna f- get thrown in there. Ugh. Oh well. He's actually not bad. Yeah. Marco Delgado has been a, a pretty good player, not necessarily fantasy wise, but he also hasn't really been in that that role. So if he was defender eligible, which he shouldn't be, because he's a a true midfielder, mm-hmm. I'd probably consider him. But he's three thousand, even at the midfield. I don't love that at Dallas. So. Yeah, you don't want to burn a midfield spot for that. Yeah, probably not. I don't, I don't love anyone in this game either, really. <laughs> okay. I think maybe maybe I would um, take a look at like a Jesse Gonzalez 
just because I think Toronto can get some shots off, but maybe Dallas kind of is a little fresher, is more organized at home, and maybe it's like a high upside kind of goalie play where you're going to get a lot of saves. But they're also it could be like Javier Morales could get a start, and mm-hmm. in that case, he's not a bad option. He had a nice uh, free kick goal the other night. Would they start him with Mauro Diaz? Probably not, yeah. but maybe. I mean, it it really all depends how he wants to Oscar Pereira wants to line up the formation. I think they could do a number of things. Yeah, but not enough but to it, get you to like him anymore. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's it's worth noting that Hedges and Zimmerman are both out. So I mean, Javinko, Josie Altador, those guys could be great plays. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's worth noting too that um, Adam Joyk, the other guy that does rankings with us, has Roland Lama in his uh, midfield rankings up at 10th. So I I figured that was interesting. Obviously, he's not here to kind of back that up, but (laughs) Lamar, we've seen, can be dangerous. Um, At times, DraftKings-wise, he hasn't really been doing much other than that three-goal outburst a couple games ago. But, you know, he's 4,300, so if he gets the start, then he could be in a position to produce. But uh, I'm probably not going there myself. Just figured I'd point it out, though, that we did have a ranker... (laughs) Fairly high on on Lamar. All right. Yeah, and he'll he'll probably play the Steve Betashore side, so it's not the side that Justin Morrow's leaving mm-hmm. necessarily. Okay. Uh, let's jump to the next game: Portland at Kansas City. Kansas City's without Dom Dwyer, Matt Beasler, and Graham Zuzzi. Fail and Benny Failhopper. Yep, Failhopper's out with an injury. Uh, they've been pretty good defensively this season, but Diego Valeri's probably doesn't care um jd you're the more of the valeri uh cheerleader here do you like him at sporting kansas city yeah i like him a lot at sporting kansas city okay i i usually wouldn't like anybody but portland are gonna have to attack too because their defense is also bad and depleted so this could actually be like a surprisingly attacking game that both teams might just say what the heck let's open it up and see what happens hmm all right all right. Is there really anyone else from Portland, though, that you're thinking of? Well, Chara is out. Guzman is back, so I know Skyler's going to recommend him. Um, Fernando Adi could dominate the guys in the middle of the, the defense there with Beasler out. I think Ico Parra is a guy that can handle him, but I I don't know. It's He's pretty expensive when you can throw in the, the midfield guys at the forward spot kind of now. Yeah. So I don't love Fernando Adi. Um, Gerso Fernandez for sporting, they kind of – he had a goal last night to to send him forward in the U.S. Open Cup, but I don't really know what to make of Kansas City's attack either. Um, Nagby's not available, is that correct? He's questionable. Questionable, yeah. And I think Guzman's gone already, actually. Oh, Guzman's uh, already gone? Yeah, he's already gone. Okay, so this should get really interesting, actually. <laughs> um, man. Maybe it is just Valeri. I mean, Madronda is a midfielder. He's 4,700, and he legitimately could play. He's not going to play the number 10, but he could share, like, the the top of the midfield triangle with Roger Espinosa. Um, I don't know if that means people would want to play him or not. Mm-hmm. I'd still be hesitant, honestly. Yeah. Blanco? Did we talk about him? We didn't, and he's cheap enough that I think he's definitely an option. 
he's twenty five hundred less than Valeri, so that's pretty good. Mm. That's the cost of fifteen points, though. <laughs> Meaning, that's what you're giving. Up. Uh, yeah, Valeri at DraftKings is telling me that Valeri averages six and a half more points, so it's probably not worth it. Yeah, Skylar, what do you think about Kansas City? Yeah, I'm a little bit. I'm regretting that I didn't have Madron end up with Madronda, my season-long team. He's a defender there, so wow, went, how didn't you do that? Yeah, I wanted to play him in a switcheroo role, but I just I ended up just he ended up being too much. I've got Ike Opara in there instead. Um, I guess I felt like Ike might be more of a bonus points generator, and Madronda more of that like, you know, higher ceiling, I guess, but. I mean, Ike's been scoring goals lately too, so um, I've got him rated pretty high this this round. Um, he's thirty five hundred. If you want a cheap center back punt, <laughs> not saying to play a center back, but I mean, again, he's getting forward. He scored again in uh, Open Cup the other night, and yeah, just it's like uh, Peter Vermees, their coach, said. Like, it seems like whenever he gets rolling, scoring goals, and they just keep coming. So. He uh, obviously knows that he's got the hot hand right now. I think he's going to keep encouraging him to get forward. And uh, just a big, imposing guy in the box. So I like Ike here. Um, I like Madronda. I mean, he's a midfielder here on DraftKings, which is legit. Like I like playing him more in that defender role just because I feel like I'm cheating a little bit. <laughs> it, feels, it feels like, uh, you know, it kind of, kind of feels like um, playing a... I guess if I'm rolling with like a three-four-three three formation, and I've got Madron in there, it's more like a two-five, two-five-three, or yeah. whatever, two-four-four. Okay. So, um, I guess if you're looking at Madron, though, you got to consider Latif Blessing, who's three hundred bucks more. Um, he's had a couple of decent games. Um, I just, I don't know, I really don't know where to go with, with this Kansas City team. Though I don't know if I'm going to be targeting too many of their guys. Um, well, free kicks we have to mention for Kansas City. That's could be Suni Saad. I was just about to bring in. up Suni Saad. Yeah, could be. When was the last time he played? It's been a few weeks. Been a minute. Let's yeah, see. but who else? Now that Failhaber's out, I don't know who else would take them. To be quite honest with you. Yeah, I guess if uh, Espinosa was still playing, he might take some. But I, I mean, he's if... playing, right? But I don't. He doesn't. He's not really a free kick kind of guy. Yeah. Maybe yeah. Blessing can take some. I don't really know. I don't, we've never uh, seen him. Illy Sanchez, I guess, would maybe be a guy that could do it. Yeah, now that we're talking about it, Madronda's actually taken some this season too. So who knows, man? It's, it's, up, it's a toss-up. I'm not going to play uh, a guy that's taking a stab. But, yeah, if Saad's in there, I bet it's probably going to be him. You know it's going to be somebody even more random. It'll be Apara or Abdul Salam. <laughs> <laughs> it's Tim, it's probably gonna be on the corner kick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think Sanchez will probably get on at least some of them if Side doesn't start. Yeah. Okay. That makes Could sense. Do, do my old FIFA style and just pull the keeper up to take corner kicks. Oh, there you go. Get Millie up there. Millie up there. Yeah. Um. All right, we're losing it on that game. Uh, next up is <laughs> Montreal home against DC. Uh, as we noted, uh, Ignacio Piatti is going to be out, which uh, I'm not sure, or I keep going back and forth whether that helps Jamai Ely or not. Uh, I feel like we talked about this 
two weeks ago? Did Piatti miss a game recently? Uh, maybe for yellow card, he missed. I feel like he missed something. I can't remember what the outcome was. But at the time, you guys felt a little bit better about Jay Maile. Do you feel the same now? The home against DC. I just like him in general. He's been, yeah, very, very good against everyone he's played, and he has produced on DraftKings. So, um, home against a bad DC United team, I don't think there's a, a really a reason not to take him. I guess okay. he's probably my favorite player on the slate. Wow. I mean, yeah, for the val- for the value, it's it's really hard to look at someone else. Valeri's on the road against one of the better defensive teams, even though they're missing people. And then who else are we? Are we thinking? We'll get to the last game, I guess. But who else that we've already talked about? Kind of no one. It's it's Jay Miley, and then I think there's a drop off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm big on Teixeira this week again, but I feel like Jamiley is definitely probably the top option here. Um, love him in fantasy MLS. He's super cheap over there. So I think he. I think if you didn't pick him up this week, I mean, it felt like a no brainer to me. There's a few people out there. On Twitter, asking if Piotti was Piotti being out would affect him, and it's a valid concern. But I just I feel like it's not like they're going up against uh, super stout defense or a team that you should be worried about. They're going up against a DC United team without Bill Hamid. They haven't been impressive as it is, and it just it feel feels like Jamali is going to have to elevate his game even more with Piotti out. Like I get it that maybe they'll he'll attract more. Um, defensive, you know, presence throughout the game, but I just he's from from what I've seen so far, he's shown me that he's going to be able to, you know, shake that off and still pick up those stats, possibly strike for a goal or two, get an assist. He's on corners. I just love the guy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, sticking with the impact, um, how many goals? Uh, how many games in a row will Mateo Mancosu have to score a goal in consecutively before you ever consider him for DraftKings? Oh, He's going to be in a decent spot this weekend. I know, but I you're mean, not really going to take him. I'm not going to take him. <laughs> Don't hold that. Hold me to that when oh. you see him in my lineup though, right. this weekend. But right. um, feels like there's as short-handed as they are that he, he's going to have to get some playing time. So. Um, Mancosu was great last year. Yep. He's coming back from injury. I mean, I'm going to cut him some slack. And this is a good matchup, but he'd only be a tournament in play for me. That's for certain. Oh, yeah. Um, But Jamaili and Mancosu in a stack, I don't think that's the worst idea. Mancosu's a, a good player in D.C. or a bad team. I'm looking at his game log right now. He had an impressive... It's, it's ugly. He had an, Well, I thought it's fairly impressive that he picked up an assist against Orlando he played 72 minutes but got nothing else like he, he had six points on the in the game thanks to his assist and he did nothing else I mean obviously he had to do something but nothing that DraftKings credits points for I in feel like you never see that game. right in a 3-3 game you never see a guy pick him an assist and not send in a cross draw a foul get an it's like the ball just hit off him on the way in right yeah it's probably a secondary Miley or Piotti scored right <laughs> right <laughs> Uh, anyway, um, so yeah, any defenders in this game you like? For, in Mancosu's defense, he did come back from his injury two weeks early. Yep, yep. 
right. Any defenders? Eh, Taylor Kemp is 4,100, which is the cheapest he's been in a long time. He threw in eight crosses last game, which I like a lot. So hmm. I think Kemp is a guy that I'm probably going to roster. Interesting. That is yeah, I don't know if I'll – I'm not sure if I'll play him this game, but shout-out to Andrew for the Chris O'Doy add some love on his art, oh, yeah. Rotowire article last week. Um, stuck him in. I was able, We were able to play the the double bargain bin defender setup right. last week on DraftKings because there was like Anton Walks from Atlanta was in there, uh, Dennis Castillo from Colorado, like several $2,500 defenders were in there, and it worked out. It yeah. was nice. It allowed you to pay up for some of the big guns. So, oh, do we add some uh, of the giant four points? Hey, it works. I mean, for twenty five hundred bucks, like mm-hmm. that's almost making value there. Mm-hmm. It's like almost two X. So <laughs> it was it was it was such a good performance. DraftKings raised his price four hundred dollars. Yeah, huge <laughs> huge increase percentage wise. Although I see he was at three thousand earlier this season. Oh well. <laughs> right. I I don't know if he's gonna start again. So it's, it's kind of the a spot start type of guy. But um, I mean, they, oh no, they did lose that game. Did did they? Oh, no, they won that game, right? I think they've won the last two games he started. Uh, That's a pattern. Yeah. Uh, how, do you, so how, do you one, t- uh, how do you take a guy out like that? <laughs> right. And I they, guess one, uh, they didn't win their last game. They oh, did lost. they not? Oh, well. Oh, wait. No, no. Yeah, yeah they, they didn't. No? Philadelphia won nothing. Oh. Well, good performance, I'm sure. Only one goal yeah, hey. <laughs> on the road. <laughs> We haven't talked about this game yet, but he did match Harrison Offal. He had four points last week also. And I remember, you know, looking at some lineups right next to mine that had Offal in it and feeling pretty good about having a Doyle had some right there. So Mm -hmm. for about uh, half the price. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Harrison Um, Offal has been very disappointing lately. Yeah. Well, let's jump into his game because he's now going to be available after getting called up by Ghana and then recalled by the crew so awful will be available for this game ghana's national team is like the keeping up with the kardashians of the soccer world like there's always so much drama surrounding that team (laughs) it blows my mind i don't even know if the players like really enjoy playing for ghana or not but yeah my my guess is the only reason they were okay with the call-up is all the games were here yeah I mean, it is a friendly, so yeah, whatever. Yeah, but anyway, Afu will be here. John Mensa will also got um, recalled by the crew, although uh, Muhammad Abu did not, which is more just a slap in the face to him than anybody should care about. <laughs> but um, I've been wanting to talk about this from the beginning of the podcast. JD, of all people, hates Federico Iguain this week. <laughs> Skyler was the first one to bring it up. JD, time to defend yourself. Yeah, no, I said I think that you should have waited to maybe given JD a, a week or two to bounce back from his big bachelor party. Like it looked like that might have had an effect on the rankings. How are you going to rank Iguain 14th this week as like, I mean, Lee Wynn, Albert Rusnak, Harris Madunian in? They're I mean, all ahead of him for me. Yeah, sure. Oh, man. Actually, you have Madunian ranked right alongside him and I would make a friendly wager he'll have more points for DraftKings sure yeah that's fine for, yeah I mean I've got Medunian ranked 
at 14th, I guess. But The same place I have Iguain. So here's my, my thinking. Iguain really didn't have a great game last time they played Atlanta. He scored, but in FMLS, he had no bonus points. I mean, Carlos Carmona did a great job against him. Um, Atlanta is a pretty organized team defensively, and Atlanta won 3-1. to one. Granted, it was at home. But I just – I remember that uh, Columbus overall didn't do a great job um, really kind of keeping possession, purposeful possession anyway. And I think the, the same thing could happen here. Hmm. I know Columbus is at home, but, I mean, when Iguain doesn't get a single bonus point, something's wrong. Yeah, I'm not also, really looking for the bonus point, so it just feels like Atlanta's shown a little bit of vulnerability at the back. I mean, they're another team that just had a pretty grueling midweek game. They, I mean, Miami FC put up three goals on them. Your boy Poku with the game winner there. <laughs> and they had a pretty strong lineup, too, so... I just I don't I'm not hesitating uh, playing him thinking if I just get a goal or a, a goal or assist like I'm I'd be fine with that. Did Atlanta really have a pretty strong lineup? It was as strong as they could get without Almiron. Yeah, Joseph they didn't have Martinez, Almiron or Martinez or Vialba, they, I think Vialba they, they decided to play there. Backbone, I guess, of their defense <laughs> mostly. I mean, if that's what you're getting at on Iguain, like their defensive options were out there. Hmm. But is Higuain as good as Poku? So I mean, Miami put up three goals and Columbus, <laughs> and Columbus put up one with the same backbone. So I don't know what we're talking about here. I'd like to note that Skyler has Higuain second this week, which is very different I just, than 14th. I almost oh, never factor in like the, the goal scoring, recent goal scoring record for someone like ride Higu- the hot hand. Yeah, for someone like <laughs> For someone like Iguain that isn't necessarily always in those positions to begin with, um, I just I'm not going to overreact to to five goals in the last four games, um, mainly because he only has five shots on goal in the last four games. Like every shot on goal he's taken has gone in. That's not going to continue. Yeah, I don't, I'm, he's not going to keep scoring goals every game, but. I feel like it's a matchup that you definitely have to play him out, you know, roll him out again in hopes that he keeps it up because I feel like Atlanta's going to concede some goals. Maybe it'll be Iguain, maybe it'll be Ola Kamara. Um, Miram's in there for sure, but I just, I feel like Iguain, you know, for one, for fantasy MLS, like everybody's going to have him. So it's almost like a little bit of a defensive play. Um, and then for two, like, yeah, I mean, he might not score a goal, but he's getting several opportunities to contribute to a goal from set pieces, corner kicks, whatever. If they get a PK, he's probably taking it. So he just, he's still, he's still up there for me. I feel like he's deserving of number two, but um, I, mean, I guess he makes somewhat of a case based on his last performance, maybe. <laughs> Against Atlanta. I mean, he still scored a goal and, uh, DraftKings wise hit 18 points. So I will say that his price has got, has crept up there. Like that's the main drawback for me is like, I don't love his price this week. I love, like I would play if it was a Jamali or him, I played Jamali over him. Yeah. Um, I would maybe even consider to share over him even, um, at his price for like over a thousand bucks less. What are you thinking about, uh, Justin Miram? No, JD, I'm you not. have Miram ahead of Iguain in your rankings, at least. 
Yeah, I do. Miram, I have at 11. Skyler has him at 8. I mean, talk um, about a guy that's not getting off shots. He hasn't had a shot in two straight games. That just. I well, think Miram just has one shot. My bad. Miram just has a much better matchup. Hmm. What about on the other side, Almiron? Yeah, I like Almiron like a lot. You have, yeah, you obviously like him more than Iguain. Yeah, I have Almiron. Me and Skyler both have Almiron ranked fourth. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's been a, he's right. been a good play lately. He's actually been picking up more peripherals than he was at the beginning of the season, which is nice. So he's much higher on my radar now. Um, DraftKings and Fantasy MLS wise. Yeah, it's not just crosses either. Right. Yeah. I will say that uh, like a guy like Schweinsteiger, I have him ranked fifth, but now that he's played 120 and probably won't start, or even if he does, I'm less confident. Um, so like Iguain, I probably would prefer over him, and Schweiny I had ranked way up there because I thought his matchup was really good. So I, after U.S. Open Cup, some things get shuffled around, but I think I'm just lower on Iguain than everyone else this week for sure. Okay. And where did uh, – oh, yeah, Zadroik has him at second as well. Yeah. Where do you guys see uh, Joseph Martinez? Like, do you Pretty like him? High. I'm trying to see where he is on this slate. I um, saw him almost in a grave after he jumped on top of that firework last week. <laughs> <laughs> that was, I don't know if you saw any of the pic, the pictures of the aftermath, but there's a couple of still shots where he like just hopped up on the the pyro board and the fireworks are blasting off his face. Just looks like what did I just do? Like he's. <laughs> <laughs> I Looks saw the video, distraught. but I didn't see pictures. That's hilarious. It's good stuff. I like Yusuf Martinez a lot. Like, for the price on this slate, he might be the best forward. Oh. Well, I mean, Al Marone, I think I would put over him, but he's not a true forward. This is so annoying that I have to talk about this in semantics. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you, man. I think Martinez is um, – I'm so glad that he's back. Like, just watching him in that Colorado game. Granted, Colorado had a – they probably had one of the worst lineups I've seen all season last <laughs> week. Um, and he had It's going to be worse this week when they lost all those people at U.S. Open Cup. Yeah, and he had uh, Martinez had seven shots in his first start back from injury. He scored a goal, but I think Columbus is not really a team that you should shy away from. Like he's going to be on the attack again, and I could see him doing the same thing this game, hanging twenty more points up. So. Hmm. Or more. I mean, he's he's that type of player that like just roll him out there and watch the watch the shot points roll in and then get his goal and hope for more than that. So I hope yeah, so. so. I have him in FMLS, so I'm I'm hoping. <laughs> nice. So in a bubble, Skyler, would you prefer Nikolic or Yosef Martinez? Just like right now, current form against whatever team. I gotta go with Martinez, man. I. I Really like what uh, Nikolic has done for Chicago, and I think he's—I mean—he's actually like on pace to break. I think I saw somewhere he's like actually on pace to compete with that like the hot, the most goals scored in a single season. So um, I don't know. I mean, uh, Martinez has obviously missed a ton of time this season, but I feel like he would be right there with Nikolic if he yeah he would. Hurt. I agree. So. I'm I'm with you on Martinez. I prefer him. Hmm. Okay. I mean, he's just such a fun player to watch too. Like, 
gets in all the right spots. He's just so feisty. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, any defenders on this? Obviously, you guys are not going to go with a fool. Um, Garza <laughs> didn't play last night or Tuesday whenever they played. Is that last night? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Garza's Garza's solid. He's on the road, so not quite as good. But uh, man, Tyrone Mears at thirty four hundred is juicy. He played last night. Yeah. He played on one side, and Bloom played on the other. So actually, it's good. Does Tyrone Mears play twice like that? I don't know. <laughs> uh... But then, do you play Bloom twice? <laughs> <laughs> one of them's gonna have to, unless they've got yeah. a fourteen well, year old. They, they want to bring two Columbus. Hence, hence why I like Justin Miram this week. Mm, okay. A little more than Iguain. Right. Right. Okay. All right. Uh, I don't think we discussed a single goalkeeper. We did not. Um, I'm clicking there right now. Yeah. Alex Bono at 4,300 at Dallas caught my attention a little bit. Um, wow, the goal goalies are expensive this week. They are. There's a yeah, firm think, line between uh, favorites and dogs. I think we can consider... 5,000 keepers are like 12 or 13 deep. Yeah, it's every, every yeah, home team is over 5,000. Definitely 5, look at... Uh, Gleason with a shorthanded SKC attack, thirty nine hundred. Mm. That one jumps out at me. Mm-hmm. Man, even an Ustad or a Travis Ustead. or Travis Wara for DC. It's not like Montreal's been burying other opponents. Yeah, I think it's definitely a good week to maybe go cheap and and net and pick it's up. Kind of always a good week to do that, but yeah. Skyler going with the road keeper. It's like oh. <laughs> yeah, I did I definitely did pay up for Matt Lampson last week and I probably would have scored just as many going with one of the cheap keepers. Lampson's got the win in the clean sheet, but that was it. Yeah. So that's just kind of the I don't know, I feel like I'm trying to pay up just for those ten guaranteed points. But obviously we all know that any time uh like tonight for instance that Minnesota goal where the keeper just fumbles the ball and somebody's oh. right there at the right there to bang it home like Ramirez did like so uh, cheap goal can happen so quickly I'll let you guys know if I play Travis Wara because that just guarantees the Mancosu race <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm not I mean he's not my favorite goalkeeper talent wise so I actually I want to see Chicago's lineup a lot and then I'll be able to decide if I want to go Usted because they still have a, a strong defense. I know we said Chicago's pretty good, but we also mentioned that we don't really know who we want to play from that game except Takara. Yeah. Um, so if Nikolic doesn't start, Schweine doesn't start, then I, I'd i be tempted to go Usted at 3,800. Hmm. Okay. Uh, if you had to pick a, ro- a, a homekeeper to pay up for, which one would it be? Evan Bush, probably. Okay. DC United are so bad. <laughs> yeah, I'd probably say Bush or Amelia. Um, originally, I was pretty high on Lampson, but I just yeah, I feel same. like I feel like uh, Vancouver is actually going to have a few opportunities with Chicago's tired legs, so I'm not as big on them now. But Lampson was my other choice. Um, Amelia, I'm totally out on because. I know Portland's attack is a little uh, weakened, but they still have Valeri Blanco and Fernando Adi. 
So um, without Matt Beasler, without Benny Failhaber, I, I just can't predict that that game's going to go well for Kansas City. Mm-hmm. It very well could, but it, it's a little bit of a toss-up. And as good as Melia has been, he's probably been the best goalkeeper in the league this season. And last season, you could maybe make the same argument. Um, he's kept them in a lot of games. Um, but I don't know if I can take him this week. It's That's tough. Okay. Uh, let's jump to the late slate. We've got 9 o'clock Eastern, Houston at Colorado, and then 10.30 p.m. is the California Classico. Um, again. Again, yeah. Didn't they play like two weeks ago? Seems uh, like it. Yeah. Uh, Romain Alessandrini is at a cool 13400 which <laughs> is one of, <laughs> that's one of the craziest prices I think I've ever seen. Um, <laughs> wow. Um, he jumped thirteen hundred yeah dollars from an eighteen point and nineteen point yeah. performance. Like, what's and he's on the road. He is. <laughs> he is. Um, that being said, I still might play him. <laughs> uh, Dos Santos is still away. He's the next highest price guy at eighty seven hundred. And then you have Cubo on the road. Kyoto on the road, Gashi who not, might not play. Kyoto's not playing. I oh, that's believe right. He's with Honduras. That's right. So, really, so is Elise, by the way. Yep. Um, so, really, the next highest price guy you're considering is either Maro Minotis at seventy seven hundred or Wando at seventy five. I thought you said considering. <laughs> Wanda's been so bad. Lately. He's been really bad. Um, ever like, since I go. whispered, ever since I whispered, and he scored. He's taken right. one shot in three games since <laughs> that guaranteed goal. <laughs> it's all it's all Danny Hosen now, baby. Hosen's finally come around. Mm-hmm. Yep, Urania will be out this game, I, I believe. Was it last? Was it last week's pod where I said how about Hosen, or was that the week before? Yeah, I think both. I think we were both uh, giving him a little love on the last pod. And I, think uh, I don't know. I wasn't getting very much credit when I brought it up. Maybe <laughs> it's two weeks ago. I'm pretty sure I gave Hosen a little bit of love last week, but all right, I have to, might have to roll the tape back on it. All right, I'm not gonna re-listen, so you could tell me whatever. <laughs> I do um, think he threw uh, Urania out there though, so he scored last weekend. That was a good show. Uh. So if you start with Alessandrini, I think you can still have anybody you want because it's literally just a slate of guys you don't want. Of Um, garbage. Yeah, I guess you could throw Hika in there. Yep. Um, And then Jack McBean. Is Jack McBean going to start? Who knows? Probably. Got a a brace last time out. Or no, he didn't. He got a brace the two times out ago. You think he'll start over Jack Mack in Ernie? (laughs) As I realized, he's also a Jack. <laughs> wow, that's a, a killer uh, combo right there. Yeah, Jack Jack McInerney has been painful to watch this year, mm. so I hope so. Okay. Um. Yeah, McBean. Uh, had one point in his last game. Okay. Uh, and what about the uh, the coaching shakeup in San Jose, like? Feel like that's gonna affect this game at all I mean, obviously like it honestly can't hurt yeah. dom kinnear is like a fantasy right what do you mean he's we not... got to play annabelle godoy for quite a bit and uh yeah. 
Shea oh, Solano was uh, once a guy. Everyone thought Godoy was going to be the best midfielder ever this year in fantasy this year. <laughs> Wando um, is pretty shook up about about the whole thing. Yeah, he I mean, was. Granted, he hasn't been doing doing well. Um, maybe this will help him kind of get back on track. I don't know. I was thinking the, just the opposite. I was going to say it's going to be very hard to see the goal with the tears in his eyes. Right. He was wow. like, he looked like he was about to cry. Mm-hmm. I need to go watch, I guess. But you know, Dom Kinnear's a good guy, and he's been a, a good coach for a number of teams in MLS. I mean, he definitely has a place in the MLS history books. But it's it's not his time anymore. Like, his style of soccer is not going to get you high in the standings in MLS mm-hmm. anymore. We have all these good coaches coming in. He doesn't know how to maximize his talent. He doesn't know how to fit a formation to the exciting players that are being brought in. He doesn't play Tommy Thompson nearly enough. Um, so like all these things. San Jose needs like direction, and Kinnear is kind of just a guy they throw pieces at and say, hey, try and make it work on the field, and he just plays the four four two every freaking game. <laughs> Um, I, God, this league is ugly. Like, look at the forwards. <laughs> You're going to start convincing yourself that, like, Kevin Doyle is worth considering. Even Zardis is out. I'm so mad that I can't see the Los Angeles lineup because, mm-hmm. like, I'd love to play a McBean or a Jose Villarreal. Well, if you, you could pick one. Because if you pick, and then just say that the chances are one of them's gonna play. Right, Villarreal gets you, gets you Villarreal, McBean, McInerney, or Jamison Four. <laughs> they seem to have dropped the fourth though. Actually, has he played at all this year? Um, I don't think he started, but he played recently. Yeah, he played. Oh, okay. Minutes last week. Oh wow, nice one, one shot. Took a shot. Made Wando look bad. With his one shot. Or actually, they played now. But anyway. Wanda's was on goal. Yeah. Get that out of your mouth. Um, Darwin Saren at 3,800 as a forward. You're also assuming he's going to start, which is a big jump. Um, yeah, I thought I was, Is he on an international team, too? I don't know. Um, I thought I saw something about Salvador? him missing this one. Oh, okay. Oh, well. Screw um, it. I'm just going to play Alan Gordon. Alan Gordon. Ah, he's going to. He's going to sub on and score. I think it's a Baji hat trick day. Baji would be okay. Sorry, guys. This can't be good podcasting to listen to, but these games are bad. This is really this bad. Is, this is I might actually sit this slate out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's wow. It. <laughs> if Skyler sits this slate out, you know it's bad. I, mm-hmm. Skyler <laughs> literally. Skyler plays one game, uh, Brasileiro slates on, <laughs> played the six with guys he doesn't even know, mm-hmm. or Chinese Super League, or season long uh, A League in mm-hmm. Australia. I'm not even exaggerating. Skyler does all of these things on a uh, daily basis when they are available. So if Skyler's going to sit this one out, you know it's bad. That's He's bad. also not going to sit it There's out. There's also a just... 0% chance he's sitting it out. Yeah. <laughs> I'll probably end up playing, but it's that bad. I mean, it's pretty bad. Oh, I can't wait to see these uh, MLS late slate $50 head-to-heads with Skyler's name on it, just begging for somebody to take them. No. No, Man, if they could have squeezed the Sunday game on here, it would have been so much better. That There's actually a few... A... 
I'm just going to throw in there's actually a few decent plays, I guess, if you want to get into some of those Colorado values we were trying to hit on last week. Oh, but Here it is, starting to wet his appetite <laughs> a little bit. What do you got for me? <laughs> Cerna. So, yeah, Cerna's looking pretty good. He only had six points last game, but still for the price, like 3800 bucks, I'd probably play him again. Okay. Um, I don't know if Gott will start. He didn't do, it, do much either, but... Um, I feel like Colorado, I think uh, towards the end of the week, I started coming around a little bit more on Colorado's defense just after seeing Houston in that midweek game. I watched some of that game against Sporting KC, where Sporting KC went to Houston with uh, pretty much a second-string team and beat Houston's second-string team. Houston just looked really bad. And I felt I just feel like with them missing so many attackers up top, like Colorado's got a stat enough defense to shut him out. So I think that might be like my approach to this slate is pay up for Tim Howard and maybe try to find some values on Colorado. And then I, I just don't know how to attack that last game, the uh, San Jose LA. Mm-hmm. How about just leave all your attacking salary out there for that last game and fill it well, however you can. Yeah, I will. I'm going to have to, have to <laughs> I'm going to have to spend it all on Alessandrini. Yeah, I mean, literally, I might not take an attacker from the first game. I'll have to think about it. Right. I'll say about Colorado, they suffered three injuries, I believe, yesterday. Shkelzengashi is probably not going to play this week. Mm-hmm. Dylan Powers is not going to play. He got hurt. Yep. Um, and then Hoyberry is actually out as well. He was taken off in the 20th minute. So we're down to, I think, Eric Miller and Courtney Ford in the middle. But Courtney Ford actually got a red card yesterday. I'm assuming he can play in the MLS match. But still, nonetheless. Yeah, I don't think those transfer over like the FA Cup. So, I mean, Josh Gott is going to be like a probably a featured attacker. (laughs) Yay. (laughs) (laughs) And Gordo might start up top. I mean, Baji wasn't even in the 18 yesterday, which is weird. Or oh, they were just saving him for this one. And Pablo Mastroni's analytics probably told him not to That's right. put Baji in the 18. <laughs> um, oh, wait. Uh, breaking news. Steve Betashore suffered an abdominal uh, injury on Tuesday night and just underwent surgery. We're so good at the two days late breaking news. <laughs> it yeah, just came across works. my my Twitter feed from MLS Injury News, which is a great account to follow. Uh, shout out to him and all the work he does. Yeah, that is a good definitely. one. Definitely, definitely. Uh, hmm. Boy, that game got uglier. Um, the w- the wings might be appealing there, like a Barrios or a, yeah. now a Lama. Maybe Zadroik knew that Beta Shore was uh, had some insider info at the hospital or something. <laughs> Um, back to this game, or are we don't. We have game? to do it. Yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> the Colorado Houston game. I'd I wouldn't discount Houston by any means. If you want to grab an attacker like Alex, then uh, throw him in there. Uh, There's definitely times we have all played Alex. Definitely, <laughs> just not recently. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, we have to play some people on this slate. You can't leave an open blank spot. <laughs> we have to. We have to play. We'll, we'll, be, we'll be constantly getting those reminders. You must play at least yeah one player from three teams. Well, you do and that. Actually, I think you would. Yeah. 
if we're being honest, Alex just fit perfectly into the lineup that I created. Hmm. I had 7,300 left, and I looked at everybody, and I said, who the heck am I going to put in there? And it was him. Would you take him You already have Hika? Hika? Yeah. I already did have Hika, yeah. Oh, all right. Hmm. I could put in Huzin instead. Hmm. Or Boateng. Uh, yeah, kind of like Alex there. Emma or Biz- Bismarck? <laughs> well, Biz- Bismarck was so bad last <laughs> night that he was subbed off at halftime, despite the fact that they had two injury substitutions yeah. in the first half. Yeah. So Pablo Mastroeni had to be losing it when he used all three subs by halftime. You'd think. I'm pretty sure. Let me make sure that that checks out. Gosh, he was... Now, yeah, Dylan Powers, 34 minutes. Hoyberry, 20 minutes, and then... Yeah, Gashi um, came off late. He wasn't subbed off. Like they, Right, they I think he was down, and then, yeah, they had no more subs because right. Mastroeni was, I guess, so adamant that Bismarck Boateng was yeah. playing poorly. Hey, fun fact here, guys, to close the pod strong. Bismarck Boateng at 3,200 midfielder for Colorado has more points in seven minutes. He scored four points. Than Wando has in his last three games, ninety minutes in each game. Wando's got a combined total of one point. Wow. I'm not sure you're allowed to talk that negatively about Wando. I think you should it's have sent right, that to JD know. and had him do it. You know what? It's so bad though. You know what? Wando's gonna score this game. Boom. Oh, the Wando whisper. Now I gotta change <laughs> my whole is. team. Wow. Eat it. Wow. <laughs> uh, um, let's talk about the Sunday game very quickly because nobody cares about it. Philly home against New England. Um, Madunianin outscoring Iguain. Okay. Do you think he outscores Lee Wynn? Yeah, probably. And... Who else would we even consider? I guess Fagundes and Ilcino. Yeah, Fagundes squeezed, squeezed into my last midfielder spot after Perez Garcia's contract was terminated. Mm-hmm, so I like mm-hmm. him uh, a little bit. He's been playing really well this year. My original um, FMLS team this week had a Fagundes-Harrison switcheroo, which after seeing Jack Harrison tonight, changing from that was a giant mistake. Ugh. Anyway. Oh yeah, you, you didn't have Harrison anymore. I got Correct. you. Yeah. So, um, I I don't know. This is a this is a game where Aguchi on Yewu could somehow steal a goal on a set piece. I think Philly's just is is a better team in there at home. Okay, Skyler. Uh, Andre Blake, I like him. Oh, he's gone. Do though. We have to talk about this one. Isn't right. Blake gone? Uh, wait, I thought Blake. <laughs> no, Blake is staying. I'm pretty sure because you got Skyler to give him or give you a replacement. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. My bad. Uh, man, I just I don't know where to go with it. I don't have any kind of fantasy implications in this game. Um, Fafa Pico is another guy that uh, me and Skyler both ranked. Yeah, Pico's been, you know, he's been one to at least watch. He's been doing pretty good lately. It feels like he's kind of find, found his footing in Philadelphia. So, um, let's see. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I do like Medunianin, just, I guess for fantasy MLS, it just feels like he's got that kind of three to five point four is like what he's hitting, and then he may pop up with like a 
attacking contribution, but that's I guess that was one of my main uh, qualms I had with the the rankings. It just feel, felt like he doesn't have that same upside that Iguain does. But I don't know if we want to go down that trail again. <laughs> I mean, before the last three games, when he had like three, three, and five, he's had a, a really good year overall for fantasy. He had a string of six or more for the first eight weeks, or five or more for the first eight weeks of the season. Yeah. No, I mean, he's definitely like, I've, I've had him in my lineup a couple of times. He's definitely one of those kind of filler guys that you know will hopefully hit at least five and probably hitting that five to seven range, but. Yeah, ironically, him and uh, Federico Iguain have both played roughly the same amount of minutes, seven minutes apart, and they have the same number of key passes, 37. Hmm. But Iguain's got more points. <laughs> well, Iguain's expected goals is 4.5, and uh, Madunia needs his point six five. Yeah. Skyler likes to focus on goals. Not expected. Yeah. Goals. Well, Iguain definitely plays higher up the field. That's for sure. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Madunia needs more of that defensive player uh, in the midfield, but he's still. Their respected expected assists are kind of the same, too. Roughly. Yeah. Iguain's is a little higher. Hmm. Let's see. All right. How many points will Madunia need have this week? If on DraftKings or FMLS? No, uh, FMLS, since he probably won't have anything on DK. That's, definitely, oh yeah, um, I'll say eight. Okay, I was gonna say seven to ten for Iguain, so I'll give I'll say ten for Iguain. He's my he's up there for my it's, number two. He's if Iguain doesn't score and he didn't get any bonus points last time, I don't know. I'm just not sold. Right. I mean, Iguain's probably five or six. It would be pretty safe to say, I would think, on a normal week, but yeah. Atlanta could lock him down. I mean, tactically, they have probably the best coach in the league, one of them anyway. Okay. Stay tuned and see how this plays out next week. That's right. Yeah, maybe we'll be more decisive next week instead of just, like, humming and hawing over all these terrible games. What are you talking about? We had a guaranteed Wando goal. (laughs) Yeah, after Skyler trashed him, I felt like I had to defend him. (laughs) This world is just upside down ever since I left the podcast for a week. I don't know what's going on. Why am I Why am I now labeled as a Wando hater? I don't understand. Just because Skyler had a beer on a bus with Wando once doesn't mean, <laughs> doesn't mean he gets to monopolize uh, the Wando love. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Um, well, that's all we got. So um, thanks, everyone, for listening. If you're actually still listening, feel free to go on iTunes or wherever you listen, rate and review us. You don't even have to talk about how long we go. You can just talk about how much great information there is. Uh, speaking of that great information, guys, thank you for all of that, and good luck this weekend. Good luck, everybody. Good luck, guys. Thank you for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For more great content, visit rotowire.com slash soccer. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. 
That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.